Greetings. And a ho, ho, ho there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, we should. Merry Christmas Eve, folks. Exactly. Welcome to Cracker Classics. This is a weekly podcast in which we watch a classic movie and see how much it sucks in the 21st century. <laughs> My name is Ian. My name is Joshua. And today we're going to watch a super classic, Miracle on 34th Street. Yay! Now, I'm sure most of you know this from the remake with Mara Wilson. And Elizabeth Perkins. Yep. But uh, we're watching the 1947 version. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> I have not seen this version, I so. Not sure if I have or not. Pretty sure I've at least seen bits and pieces. Oh, probably. I know it's been on TV and yeah, check it out a little bit. I know there's names that we're supposed to know in here. I just can't think of them. Yeah, probably. It's that kind of a movie. Yeah, I'm totally blanking on yep. who's in here. But it's the classic story of belief and commercialism. Yep. And and the post office. And the death of Gimbals. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just always think of The Simpsons. At one point, uh, Agnes Skinner goes, Gimbals is dead. <laughs> yeah, say what you want about Macy's. They put on a good parade. Yes. Yes, they do. And I know at least in the remake, but doesn't the movie start with a parade? We start at Thanksgiving. I think so. We work our way up to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. And then we have a classic courtroom drama scene. <laughs> Twelve angry elves. Twenty thousand letters, all addressed to Sandy Claus. Oh, I forgot about the letters. Was what I was saying the post office, right? Because it's the key of the when whole you said thing. Post office. I wasn't clicking yet, <laughs> and so I just sort of oh. kept going. Should have left it alone. Sorry, I just brushed past that point. But it's thank right. you for bringing that up again. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's what the whole court case hinges on. Because mm -hmm. the post office isn't allowed to deliver letters to anybody but the proper recipient. And our bad guy is... Um, some dick. Some corporate dick with yep. Macy's, I believe. Uh, I don't know about the original. Our Grinch for It could be Gimbals. <laughs> That's true. If I remember right, this does paint a commercial competition... In a very positive light. Uh, I do not recall on that. All I remember is the sacks and sacks of letters and all the endless parodies of that scene. That is parodied a lot. A lot. Yeah. So what do we think is going to be a problem here? Um, It's going to be white as hell. Probably. Um, It's a kid's movie, so... A lot of abuse. <laughs> okay. It's a kid's movie from the 40s, so... Fair point. Pretty sure we're going to see some kids smacked around. That's just comes with the territory. Fair. Misogyny. I mean, it hurt, the fact that it's a little girl is mm -hmm. probably going to have some factor there. And, and we have a little corporate-y connection a little bit. Oh, well, that's just any movie, though. It's True. hard to avoid the but that's of where capitalism. Our, that's where our misogyny is <laughs> going to come from a little bit. Yep. I'm sure everyone working on the sales floor at Macy's is going to be a sales lady. 
yep. and the managers will be mad. And, yep. Yeah. That old chestnut. Yay. Yeah. So let, let, let's go and roast it over an open fire. Sounds and see what good. we do. I think you're supposed to eat them. True. How do you suppose misogyny tastes? Uh, I don't know, but I'm expecting a bit of saccharin with this movie. <laughs> I would assume salty myself. Really? For a couple of reasons. Well, let's find out. <laughs> we will be back for intermission impressions and maybe a little faith. Hopefully. When we return. Yay. Told you there were names we were supposed to know. Oh, yeah. Damn kid is Natalie Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and Maureen O'Hara. Yeah. Who I I don't know if I like her character or not. <laughs> I do like the uh, the Macy's message in here. Yes. It's a nice anti-commercial, but still going to make a lot of profit <laughs> message. Well, that's kind of the point like like i mean that's why they're doing this movie is that as well yes Uh, we're anti-commercial but not too much just enough so that you'll spend your money on us Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that you'll like us enough to give us more money yep there's that side of it yes but overall it is a good way to do business i feel i feel it's the correct way to do Mm -hmm. business if we're gonna do business that's how business should yeah. be done. Cooperate with each other yep. a little better. You can yeah. still have a little competition, but you don't have to machete each other to death over no. profit. At least I don't think so. Nor does Santa. <laughs> Santa's a bit <laughs> that anti-commercial. Is very important. Santa, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene in the... And Santa, but keep in mind, Santa is not averse to violence. He threatens to beat the fake Santa for drinking <laughs> on the job. You're making me look bad. I oughta. <laughs> yeah, there... We kept talking about uh, the potential of a some maniacal outburst from him. Kind of saw that. Uh, that's debatable. Because... Maureen O'Hara also wanted to. If she had a cane, she would have had the same inkling to beat the she drunk Santa. She didn't actually threaten to beat the drunk Santa, though. Real no, Santa she did. She didn't have the threat, but that's because she had a, another ace up her sleeve, which was, you're fired! I suppose. You know? Not saying that that's maniacal. It's not maniacal, but there was definitely a... Um inclination towards violence the threat of violence was there i can't deny that but you were someone was impersonating you and doing a really shit job at it and making you look bad oh i i'd want to cane him yeah yeah i'm not denying that i'm just saying the santa is supposed to be all super nice and perfect and everything but he wanted to beat the other santa who said santa's perfect santa no, he didn't. Uh, he even said flat out, "Santa's doctor." I can't always grant everyone's wish. How, how about Santa's doctor? Well, that's... said there's no violent tendency. Uh, you don't have to worry. He's not gonna. Even when you challenge, he'll argue, but he doesn't get violent. It's not true. It's. <laughs> 
It's blatantly not true, as we saw in the beginning of the movie. The threat of violence was the challenge. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good leg to stand on with those. Nope. No. <laughs> Mostly, though, I liked what the that, uh, doctor's point of... Yes. Yeah, he may have a delusion, but it's not a bad one, necessarily. Yeah. Maybe inside him, if it is a delusion, that might not do the best for his own health. I do have to but say, outwardly speaking, it's fine. He's doing good stuff. Yes. And I'm being overly nitpicky here. Like, it was just <laughs> a momentary thing that makes a lot of sense, but still illustrates a propensity for violence <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is completely shoved aside for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But we have a lot of things like that in here that we can get a little nitpicky on where oh yeah really just a momentary thing but it kind of uh, stays with you like mr gailey that's a little more than a moment it, it's a strong it's, it's, it's a bunch of momentary up. things that <laughs> yeah. are strung together it's a lot of little He's things that's coming yeah super creepy <laughs> cheeky creepy too like oh yeah using the kid as a pawn to <clears throat> get with her and mother. telling her directly that's what he's doing oh my basically god it's <laughs> and, and i'm not i can't figure out if Susie realizes how well she's being used or not i don't know maybe a little bit but not to the full extent yeah i, I don't know there's there's creep factor in there that just oh keeps it's super gross i yeah i'm not okay with it but it's working so that makes it okay yeah. Yeah, in this bullying way of I'm just sort of injecting into these bits of your life. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to do everything I can to permeate every aspect of your life mm. until you decide you like me and stuff. Which, I can understand the motive. He's just going about it the wrong way. He's just super whole, creepy. The whole, I'm doing nice things <laughs> for you and I'm going to... You know, kind yeah. of show that side of myself of a quote, being a provider or whatever. But you know, oh, he's doing it without being asked. Doing it with kindness, just, but oh, he's just kind way. of doing the killing. It's so creepy. Yeah. It's so he's creepy. not doing it right. He he means well. Does he? I think. Because I get it's the whole. It feels like dangerously obsessive, sort of. It's Stop. it's there. It's kind of there. Very. But I think that's just yeah. a poor action. Because the the whole well, I mean, thing of course, of movie, the whole movie is very benign exactly. and it's happy and it's so saccharine. lucky. It's but, pure. It's kind of innocent. Yeah, no but if you take a away complex character, like true, the thing is, in real life, someone behaving in this way. It's not going to be pure. It's no. not. They're not going to be saccharine. Well, maybe a little saccharine, but not mm-hmm. like there is definitely an ulterior motive that just doesn't happen to be here because we're trying to be pure for this Santa happy go lucky family well, movie. The ulterior motive is in itself pure. Is the the, yeah, the gist we're trying to yes. get across? I want to bring the family, make a family whole. Yes, basically that motive. Just, ugh. I get it. I'm just saying it's not fully in here because it's 
that's a complexity <laughs> that none of these characters are going to possess. That's true. And I'm, I just and I'm torn as to whether or not I'm okay with the lack of character depth. Because it works for the benign, pure story that we're telling. If it's, you know, it's Christmas and everything's kind of got a veneer on it anyways. And so it fits. If I didn't know better, I'd be a lot more okay with it. (laughs) But that's fair. (laughs) Nobody acts that way on that pure motive in real life. It just doesn't happen. I agree entirely. I'm just, this movie has already suspended my belief. Oh, yes. So it's... There, there is a... Uh, there's I mean, a Christmas magic to this movie. Yes. That's, yeah. It's bringing a smile to my face. I'm like, oh, this it is really good, but... Very much is. You dig down a little bit, and there's things that I don't like. Like their approach to mental health in this. Oh, what about what's his name? Playing his wife with triple strength I was getting martinis. there. <laughs> this going to be my next point. <laughs> Liquoring up his wife. I'm gonna get her drunk to get her to agree to what we want. Yeah. Mm. And of course, how do you tell her? Oh, do you want to have Santa Claus stay with us? Oh, I yeah. would love that. That scene is adorable, though. She the phone. And, <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I I am thoroughly enjoying this movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. The second you stop and think about it, it's so super creepy. Yeah, there's things. (laughs) But it's lovely. And a big thing for me is the mental health thing and just how we're approaching it. I understand it's the 40s in a corporate environment. We're not going to have a good approach to mental health. Uh, I did love love Chris's response to it. I've taken all the tests. I've got to memorize. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because... uh, as someone with experience, I can tell you, you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the people that, quote, pass the test, don't pass the test. They just know the answers know that how the person it. wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you're going to get dealt with otherwise. Like, It's a problem with those tests. Yeah. The fact that you can pass a test. Like that. Yeah. That's a problem in and of itself. It encourages dishonesty because in order to not be seen as crazy, you have to answer the questions contrary to how you actually feel Mm -hmm. and think. Because if you don't, uh, you get stuck with all kinds of bullshit. But this isn't that podcast. Let's get back to Christmas. Let's not think about that because it's Christmas. (laughs) And props to Chris Kringle here for... uh taking the upper hand in that test oh yeah he knew exactly what he was doing <laughs> yep it's and always a problem when watching the, uh... him toy with the evaluator was yeah amazing and it's always a problem when the psychiatric evaluator has his own tics and issues very... that are unresolved and unacknowledged obvious. unacknowledged yeah. and unresolved and that makes them obvious yes yeah yeah then they're done that probably still doing it oh constantly <laughs> Is my life. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do. And that's why sometimes we need to suspend our belief. And just... <laughs> just enjoy Christmas. And not think about things. Because Christmas is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. I really do. Because yeah. I tend to agree with it. Christmas is a state of mind. It's not about buying things. It's not about owning things. It's not about getting what you want. Mm-mm. 
it's about the people in your life and what you can do for them. Yeah. And how you spend your time together. Yes, exactly. Not about the things you give or the things you think you're going to get. And quite frankly, I enjoy spending this time with you. I enjoy this, this podcast. And thank you for it makes me happy. continuing this. And Merry Christmas, Ian. Christmas. Make it sound like this is the end of the episode. <laughs> nope. Let's save the pleasantries for when we're finished the movie. But this was the appropriate time. True. We're full of the Christmas cheer right now. Yes. And, and depending on how this movie goes, we might not be full of it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, though. I don't think so either. I anticipate this movie being perfectly lovely the whole way through. Because it should finish just yeah. like the remake, and you know. Yeah, all the letters to Santa Claus. And Susan's wish has been introduced now. She wants the house and the country. And like Santa's going to find it for her mm -hmm. somehow. And it should happen. Yeah. So shall we finish? I think we should. I think we should allow it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Delightful. The court rules it to be so, it must be so. Well, in the 40s, <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it was the time period. It didn't mean anything. This is really, really good, though. Yes, yes, in it is. multiple ways that I'm almost conflicted on. <laughs> um, right? How it all comes together to prove that he's Santa is sort of serendipitous and cynical. Yep. And political, and it gets into all of these, like, adult topics and complexities. <laughs> but to a child, that shit don't matter. Yep. It's wonderful. The magic is hidden in the cynicism. The magic permeates. Yeah. The magic does what's necessary to get things done, even if sometimes that means hijacking cynical right. <laughs> processes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Use what's at your disposal. Uh-huh. Like, ah, uh, we got so much bail in the dead letter office. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's this court case where they're trying to say this guy's Santa. Let's just get rid of our mail. It. Let's clear it. some space. Hey, that's a competent authority. <laughs> and then the politics with the judge. Yep. If you want to get reelected, you better you say this guy. Damn well, better not say this ain't Santa. Yeah. That will not go over well. You'll get two votes. Yours, Yours and the prosecutors. <laughs> ah, but the prosecutors are Republican. No! <laughs> <sighs> It still leaves me with questions, though. Yeah? Like, how does Christmas Eve work here with, with how we've seen Chris Kringle? He's just uh, always in New York. We don't know. We didn't see it. It just sort of happens. He ran off and Christmas Eve happened. Basically. We don't, we don't, we don't need more than that. I suppose not. The authority uh, of the post office says. Eh. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I did think it was rather interesting that the post office was making a billion dollars in 1947, though. Like, that's... Mm, yeah. With the shit that's going on now, and like... the price of stamps back then? Yeah, no, that's insane. <laughs> Possible, post though. Office. Well, I mean, post office would be profitable if we weren't legislating it out of existence because FedEx pays congressmen. Anyway. Well, the post office is not profitable to people that want 
things to be profitable for them. It's not profitable enough, so they're trying to drive it out of business. It's profitable to us in a non-monetary way, and they don't like that. Because they want us to use FedEx and UPS, because they own those. And they make more money off of those Mm -hmm. than the post office makes. Because the post office actually serves people. Exactly. Let's just go back to the fucking post office. We don't need this other shit. Mm -hmm. Though, to be fair, post office does use uh, FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the rich tapestry of logistics. Stuff. um, Postmarks. Yeah. No, I I want to revisit the violence inherent in Santa. Oh yeah, he clocked the freaking fake doctor with an umbrella. Yep, not his cane. Legitimately though. Yeah, he and had it coming. You know what? I feel that. I I get that. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the recognition that the only way that you're gonna listen to anything is if I smack you upside the head. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it. I was yep. just wondering if a violent Santa somehow spoils your image nope. of him. because Not one bit. Exactly. He's only doing it to those who are being naughty. Goddamn right. Sorry it's not Cole, but that's I don't the care. tame version of what you get yep. for being Smack naughty. Him. That's fair. I'm, I'm... He's showing a little bit of his Krampus side, and that's legit. Yep. Don't be naughty. Should have been Reed's, and Santa not his umbrella, you. but you know. <laughs> basic rules, kids. Yeah, yeah. This is a really great... It's so good. Sunshiny, happy, smiley movie. E- even with all the sinister undertones and... Yeah, there's a bit like... of weirdness and outdated yeah. stuff and cringe. And of course, the colored house servant. Which we but she wasn't caricatured. No. She wasn't a stereotype. No. Yeah, we only saw her for like two seconds, but she wasn't Aunt Jemima. No. You know. She wasn't minstrelly. We didn't she magically. Seemed, she seemed like any other New Yorker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Granted, she was the only person of color we saw the entire movie. I was movie, about to say, but... <laughs> if, if we had actual New York, we would have seen more than just one person of color in New York City. <laughs> But yeah. But we're also in Macy's and Gimbals. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Though I gotta say, having a single mother in a rather top tier job in a big company. Yes. That was pretty impressive to see for Yeah, she movie. was running the parade and like she was in charge of her department mm-hmm. and she had like management position. Yeah. And she was a single mom, working mom. For the time, that was pretty Yeah, we, we didn't even, impressive. like, and usually, if we, if we get something like that, they make a big deal out of the fact that her husband is dead. We didn't mm-hmm. even get that. No. We don't know. Well, Tom, Seely said something towards the beginning about, well, I never knew my father, he's something. Oh. It may have been explained away in a line, like he died or he ran off or something. Well, I, I missed it. it they didn't make a huge deal but, Exactly, it, it so... wasn't a plot point. Yeah. Well, there was a minor plot point of uh, trying to save these two lost girls. Uh, that was sort of a cringe yeah, moment. Yeah, When Santa and Gailey go to bed, they have to talk about how they're two lost girls that they've got to save. That was still in there. Stupid savior They complex. just didn't make a big deal about it. And in the end, it yeah. was, they were saved and they had a happy family and they were getting their house. And, you know, it has the white picket fence ending. Yep. But it's a Christmas movie. You knew that was going to happen. Of course. 
And it wouldn't be as good of a Christmas movie if that didn't happen. No. And I really do appreciate how all this cynical bullshit just brought the magic together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It renewed my faith in this world. (laughs) And the idea that all the cynical bullshit is somehow going to make the magic happen. Yeah. It's part of that concept of Santa. There's a big thing in here of do you believe or not believe in Santa. Yep. And it all believe in Santa. And it always becomes this Santa as a person thing. When I don't think that that's what Santa's supposed to be. Nope. It's a concept and it's a frame of mind and anyone can be Santa. Yeah. And you could play Santa for those around you. Yeah. I think that's the point. I think that's what we're trying to get at here with the concept of Santa. Once everyone's Santa, it will be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to look like Santa. No. Some people don't look good in red or fur trim. I can't grow a full beard. Mm, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid patchy cheeks. Anyway. And I like that we still had that moment of Christmas comes. Susie's gift, not around. Yep. I knew it was true. I knew he wasn't Santa, blah, blah, blah. And then we have the discussion about faith. and With Mom, mm-hmm. who has renewed her faith. Mm-hmm. She's come around. And I, I love the first thing there with uh, little Susie. The, uh, I believe, I believe. It's silly. <laughs> but I, but believe. I still believe. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, it is silly. And yes, you need to believe. But you've still got to believe in people. Yes. Even though it's silly. That's where those lovely intangibles come from. <laughs> I liked that line of you know, yeah. joy and faith and those ideas we talk about that aren't tangible. We still need them. Yep. Even if you're just on an idealistic binge. I liked that line too. Yes. Because I go on idealistic binges. I oh, know it. Oh, so do I. I think we all do. And the best just of us. Varying ideals. Well, the worst of us go on idealistic binges, too. They're well, just not good. No comment. It all depends on your ideals. <laughs> In the end, I still think Gailey had the best of intentions, and just the way he did it was creepy. So creepy. Mm-hmm. It was much better by the end, because he wasn't doing the whole creeper thing anymore, because it worked. Yeah, he didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it works in the end here. Well, yeah. Aside from uh, the competitive goodwill that we see for a moment there. I guess, again, that cynicism. Competitive goodwill is not the the worst. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's that cynicism that's creating the magic. Yep. But one upping each other to buy an x ray machine for a doctor that needs it. Yep. The end result is good. How you're getting there is, well, we could discuss that if you want, but. Does the end justify the means? <laughs> it depends on the means. Yeah. I, in that case, I'd say yes. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. Other but means. But sometimes, yeah, no. And really, the ends justify the means is more of a hindsight thing anyways. You're not gonna... Yeah. You have to reach the ends first to decide whether or not the means were justified. Well, and there's the sticky wicket in that. Truth. Can I recommend this one? It's beautiful. I think I recommend it over the remake. The remake I'm itself is fine. Gonna have to rewatch the remake now, just because... The remake is fine, but this is... 
this gives off a it's a wonderful life vibe for me yeah this is you know, it's a classy black and white you didn't need a remake it's not hyped up as a thing you know like yeah I when they were... remake something I... from back in the day there tends to be this extra yeah, I was going to say. that they put into it to make it more interesting. I, I, I do seem to remember the remake being a little extra. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't need to be extra with but this But it's story. got Mara Wilson, and I love Mara Wilson. And I'm wondering the cynicism that creates the magic in the new one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know if that's there. Because I, I do that appreciate survived. that very much so. Uh-huh. I don't I... think it would have survived. Yeah, know. see, and that's why I really need to rewatch it. I might have to see it again. Especially after seeing this and seeing how, like, oh, it just, yeah. Gotta see it. I gotta know. I gotta know. Anyway. I need to know. <laughs> All you uh, crackers out there, have yourselves a merry little Christmas. Or not, depending on how you wish to celebrate tomorrow. One way or the other. Enjoy yourselves. Watch a good classic movie. And uh, still imbibe that Christmas spirit, even if you ain't The spirit's the important thing. Exactly. You don't need the holiday. Just try to feel the spirit. Yeah, joy, comfort, goodwill towards others things. You know, we're all guilty of not doing it a lot of the times, and we should do more of that stuff. (laughs) Thank you for listening, folks. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cracker Classic. Check us out on CrackerClassics.com. And subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon slash Cracker Classics. It's actually a little Christmas present for you as we have our uh, yes. Cracker Classics 80s edition episodes. They're going to be dropping in our regular feed. Normally, just a patron exclusive. We're still keeping it that way for the first three months. Early access stuff. So Early yeah. access stuff. For you Patreon followers. But... Yeah, we're going to be dropping the first six episodes of our 80s edition in your regular feed. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.